Real-time analytics are being used to analyze past performance, but how can you use the data to be ready for the future? Jamie Pearson with IR joins us. Jamie, how can we use the real-time analytics to prepare? So I, I guess prediction sort of an extension um, on what we call insight or, or, or the patterns and correlation uh, detection. So prediction is more taking that insight that you're getting by looking at the historical data and working out what's going to happen over time. So not just whether something that's happening now is not normal, but what's going to, what's, what's two hours, three hours, day, um, based on what we're seeing now. So there, there's different approaches to this and, um, well, but, but they all come down to, uh, you know, they come under terms like machine learning, predictive modeling, predictive analytics. Really, they're all the same sort of thing. And there's a bunch of different algorithms and often the, but they're all about looking at the history of your system. So detecting these patterns and correlating different types of data together. So if I know, you know, I'm looking at, we mentioned before times of day and, and transaction rates and decline rates. If I can know the pattern of those across my day, then I can start um, having a look at, at what's going to happen, happen in future based on what's happened in the past. So you tend to need to train these systems for a while. So let them watch your data for a while. But then, then these algorithms can work out whether um, based on history, at the end of the day, what am I, um, what, what, you know, what am I likely to be looking at as far as the performance of my system goes? So there's a couple of examples um, about how that can work. One, one example that we've, we've been looking at is, is about the cash sitting in your ATMs. So when is it going to run out? Now, this is a, really, that depends on how much cash you put in in the first place. Um, so this is a cycle that banks have to try and reduce the cost of the cash sitting at the ATM. So it costs money to go and refill it, and it costs money to have money sitting in the ATM that's not being used for other purposes. So there's a balance there between how much cash I leave in the ATM and how often I go to refill it because and, and the worst result is that it runs out of cash and I'm not providing service to my customers. So you want to avoid that. So if you can know, and each, depending where the ATM is located, the, um, the rate of cash uh, dragging out can vary quite a lot. Um, so depending on the location, can depend how expensive it is to go and refill it, can depend on, you know, can can uh, mean that it gets uh, drained a lot quicker and the cost of outages is a lot higher in, in particularly busy locations. So optimizing that level of cash um, that you put in the ATM um, can be quite, if you've got a population of you know, 1,000, 2,000 ATMs like a lot of the big banks do, um, the, uh, the cost of that cash can actually make a big difference. So optimizing your replenishment schedules um, can, can make a big difference. That's something. That's one area we're looking at uh, quite closely. So when you, you talk about analyzing the historical data, how much, uh, how far back do we go? I mean, 
for example, you know, we can say, okay, well, on Tuesdays at five o'clock, there seems to be a spike in people visiting the ATM. And that's something that you could, it wouldn't take you very many weeks to, to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But what about like seasonally Christmas, you know, here's when we really spike in our Christmas shopping or whatever the case may be. How far back do you recommend and how much historical data do you recommend is necessary to do this right? Yeah, so I, I guess it depends on the, on the prediction scenario, um, but you do have to train the system a little bit. So for the cash replenishment example, I think we'd ideally we'd, we work on something like three months worth of data and that handles some, you know, the regular cycle, um, multiple regular cycles of replenishment, but also some seasonal changes. But the, the more data you have, always the better. So the longer you train the system, the better predictions it will make. The, the other illustration, I guess, or example that we've been having a little bit of a look at is uh, an extension on what we talked about, normal behavior. So if, you, if your transaction rate um, for a particular t you know, time of day is, is normally at this rate, and we know early on um, it's, it's a little bit higher than it should be, maybe that in itself wouldn't be an alert. But if we know that it's, you know, early morning and that our peak time is coming in two hours and that, you know, it's growing at a rate that's not normal, then maybe that's the time to raise the alert. So we can, by using a more of a, a prediction model, rather than just looking at what's there now, we know this is already abnormal at this time of day. So by the time we hit our peak, we could be in, we could be in real trouble. Our systems could be you know, much busier than they normally are. And we know when that happens, the response times on transactions uh, rises as well. So if we can avoid that, um, all the better. For more podcasts on payment systems, unified communications, and other issues impacting the enterprise world, be sure to visit IR.com. <laughs>